And if you're just following along, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I was thinking like, ah, oh, we could tell them a little bit about ourselves, but there's like an intro thing <laughs> for that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to. Jason. And together we believe in intentional dreaming for international living. We left our lives and family in small town Iowa to move overseas. And now as it becomes a reality, we want to share our adventures and our experiences along the way. Let's say that last part together. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 32. Episode 32. And so like we did in the last episode, we answered a bunch of questions. We had too many questions. And so we decided to break it into two episodes. And so this is the second part of our Q&As. But we could get a short little update. Yeah, we could. We just got back from Istanbul. That's right. Well, I mean, a few days ago. We spent a few days in Istanbul. Right. um, Celebrating Kitty's birthday in a very special way. That's right. We actually went to this conference called inflow travel summit it's the first time i've ever done anything like this or gone to any event like this i i how did i find it i think i found i found out about this conference via maybe some people on instagram in the fall when we had moved and they were talking about how inflow had flown these people in because they were going to do an event in the fall and then i found out it got canceled but they still had people come and they kind of showed them a couple of areas in Turkey and sent them to Cappadocia influencers. These are like online influencers, YouTubers, uh, big Instagram stars, uh, maybe they're huge photographers, that type of thing. And so they had changed the conference to April. And when I heard that, I was like, well, I wonder how much it costs. So um, I looked online and it actually was pretty reasonable. And so, and it happened to be on my birthday. And so Jason gifted that to me as my birthday gift. Yeah. It was a really fun way to spend my birthday. Yeah. And so these, when she's talking about like Instagram stars, they're like people that have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers on Instagram. And we're just, you know, rubbing elbows with these people, like, like we're something, but Well, so it's kind of funny because most of these, what they call influencers or online influencers, uh, they flew them in because they either were going to speak or um, they kind of have this list. I, I don't know how it all comes about. I really like, there's so much to learn, but some people were actually speaking at this event. Uh, some were just guests and basically the influencers, it was kind of all paid for. But I paid for a ticket to come to this. <laughs> and because I paid for a ticket to come to it, I actually got to do a lot more than the normal person. Like I bought like a full package deal kind of. Um, besides, I didn't pay for like our airlines or anything. But it included like the hotel room, the food, like all of the evening get-togethers, that type of thing. And um, I, I don't think there are many other people who actually bought like the three-day pass to this. Like I think – Most people only pay to come to this on like Saturday during the day. (laughs) Mm. So 
Um, I'm pretty sure everyone else just thought that I was some type of big timer person and I'm not like at all. Like I had to say to them, like, I'm new to this and I like, I'm really nobody. Like I paid to come to this basically. And they're like, Oh, like, I don't think they realize that people paid to come to it. Um, it was just kind of funny. It was, it was really humorous. It was valuable though. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. For those people who like live in Turkey and have a blog, have a travel blog, or like we have a podcast, there weren't anybody else. There was, I don't think there was anyone else there that had a podcast, but, um, for people who are interested kind of in what that looks like, uh, it was a pretty cool event to go to, um, because I got to hear from like speakers who kind of do this thing as a living. And while it's not something that probably will ever make a living for us, we, I thought it was really interesting to hear kind of from other people and kind of how they got to the place that they are. And it's really interesting because most people like it for quite a few of them, it just kind of happened. And then they realized they could do something with it. And then there's like another percentage of them that like actually worked to make it happen. And so it was fun to kind of hear like the different stories from different people and kind of hear where they're from. Cause they're not all from the same place. Like we had people from Russia, we had someone from India, we had uh, someone from the States, people from Turkey, uh, the UK, I mean, Canada, I mean, they were all over the place, which so it was really cool to kind of meet all these people from different places. Um, and since I got to do like all the after party stuff with the influencers who didn't pay to come, <laughs> then, um, I got, I kind of got like a little extra, like intimate time with them that other people didn't. And so it was really cool to kind of interact with them, like on a, a deeper level, like <laughs> I say deeper level. I don't even know if that's accurate. Um, how would you say that? Like maybe on a different level that than other people would. Like there's something that happens when you get together for dinner or like you go to the party, all the same parties together three nights in a row. And yeah, you're yeah. interacting with them as a peer. Yeah. Like you're both at the same thing, doing the same thing, eating the same thing. Like you're not there to like listen or learn from them. You know, you're just both, you know, side to side. Yeah. Yeah. And um, besides like the people who lived like Turkish people, um, there's one, there's some like Turkish influencers and most of them lived in Istanbul who came to this, this conference. But, uh, there's one other expat gal and her name is Jennifer and she, her account is Izkiz. So it's like Izmir girl. So Izkiz, cause kiz is girl in Turkish. So she came and she's, she's an expat from like, the UK that came to live here several years ago, but we were like the only ones like within Turkey who like flew up to be for this conference. So it was kind of fun to like meet with her and talk with her and, um, say like, okay, like we actually came to this conference and we live here in Turkey and people, people just kept like, they weren't expecting me to say all the things that I said. Like they would ask me the same questions. Like, who are you? And I'm Katie. Like, where are you from? And they're like, obviously you're not from Turkey. So I'd say I'm from America. And they're like, okay, cool. So what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I live here. I live in Izmir. And they're kind of like, look at me funny. I'm like, no, like Izmir, Turkey. Like I flew on an hour flight to get here. And so then it was kind of like, oh, strange. So then they had like all these questions about like, what's our life like? And what do we do? And anyways, it was really fun to kind of be like an expat living in Turkey instead of like being flown in from somewhere else. Yeah, that's good. There's way more than anybody needed to know about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm fine. I'm sure some people find it interesting. Yeah, but but they are having another one in October. So if you live in Turkey really? and it's something you want to be, you know, you're interested in, you might want to go to in the future. I would I would totally say go because it was really fun to get to meet some of these people that I started following a few months ago because I knew they were going to be at this conference. And so, mm. um, yeah, it was. They have one in October. So that's my half birthday, Jason. So <laughs> if I get like right, a half well, birthday gift, you can totally like, you know, just give that to me. But yeah. Yeah, in Antalya, which is why after this conference, they actually flew quite a few of the influencers down to Antalya to like show them like that area and kind of promote that region to other places. And I, I think they also did that because they're going to have the next conference in that area as well. Interesting. Yeah. So I, while you were at the conference, I just stayed mostly in our hotel room <laughs> and and worked and it actually worked out pretty well. It was a nice hotel in a nice hotel room and we had a great view over the Bosphorus. Um, you may have seen that. some pictures. We stayed in the Swiss hotel in Besiktas, right near the Besiktas football stadium and right behind the Dolmabache Palace. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Um, yeah, we had a good time. It was a quick trip. We flew up on Monday and then flew back on Thursday, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was fun. It was a good good little escape from, from our city of Izmir. We didn't, like, do really any touristy things. We spent almost all of our time... At the hotel. Well, you spent almost all your time in Beshitaf. I went across the water once to to have lunch with a friend. Um, But this was the first time I didn't think like, man, I'm so glad we live in Izmir. Um, Just like my my walking around was was fine. I didn't run in. I mean, there was, of course, lots of people. But I didn't feel like stressed out about it this time. But I'm, I'm still glad we live here and not there. But I enjoyed enjoyed our trip. I really liked, I really liked that Besiktas area. Like when we flew in the first day, I had like two things that I had to do. And one was to get like media kits printed um, because I was like super stressed out about this. One, because like it's nothing that I've ever done before. And two, like they really, I'm just going to say this, they did not do a good job for like any first timers, which I guess any first timers would be everybody since it was the first time they ever held this event, but like (laughs) they really didn't prepare people for what it was going to be like. And so like, what should I bring for these B2I meetings with brands and hotels? And so I kind of asked a couple of other people and pulled some things together and, um, yeah. So I had to find like a print shop to print in color, my like media kits, which I had just made. And, um, yeah, it was a little intimidating. And then I needed to get my hair done because at one, I love getting my hair done here at the salon, which is ironic because last time I like wouldn't let a Turkish person touch my hair. But now I'm just like, who wants to wash and dry my hair? Because I'm totally up for that. And that area right there in Beshitash is it's old, but it's nice. Like it's, it's really interesting. I, I wish I like would have explored it more when I lived there before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm still getting off on tangents, but <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was definitely a nice area. Like I would live um, there. Like I would totally live in that area because it's really close to the water. Um, the streets are pretty open. There's a lot of like old trees. So there are tall trees and you just don't see that a lot. I'm sure it's like super expensive. Oh yeah. It's mondo expensive. Tokbahala, yeah. 
Yeah. Which means really expensive in Turkish. And you add the ya for like the extra emphasis. It's just, mm, it's just oomph. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's about it. Um, I mean, you got to come like, I mean, we had to pay for your ticket up there, but like we didn't have to pay for you to stay with me. I was like, hey, so I have this husband and I kind of would like for him to come with me. And they're like, sure, we'll just tell him to give you a double room. Yeah, it worked out. So it was your birthday as well. Happy half birthday. Uh, yeah, I guess 30 and a half. <laughs> Getting old, babe. Yep. What do you think? Should we answer some questions? Uh, oh, I do have like one other story to tell about this. Okay. So on my birthday, was it was the second day of the conference, and that's the day that they had a bunch of meetings. People could record, record. People could meet with brands and hotels, and you didn't know like kind of how the day was going to go. So, and I was pretty much going to be booked that whole day, and uh, so you, along with like following blunt family tradition, uh, had made sure to get like this little bitty cake. Um, with a couple of candles for me. And so like I woke up and I went to the bathroom to like wash my face and I came back out and there's this little cake sitting on the coffee table. And I was like, oh, I didn't think we would do this because we're in a hotel room and you had made sure to keep with our like family tradition. So thank you, babe. That was really sweet. You're very welcome. It it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a little bitty cake. I mean, it was like bigger than a cupcake. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it was a small cake, but a yeah. A little small cake. Yeah. And I had candles for you. No, you even had a sparkler, which I, was, I didn't, I didn't take long enough in the bathroom, apparently, for you to light the sparkler. No, I wasn't going to use it. <sighs> Why'd you get it? Uh, they just gave it to me. I didn't, I didn't ask for them. <laughs> the guy asked me if it was for a birthday, and I said, yeah, and so they just gave me candles, too. They know how to do this right. Yeah. Um, and so then during the day, people found out that it was my birthday. And so one of the inflow team members had decided to get a little cake for me. She kind of forgot that I spoke Turkish. And so in front of me, she's like asking somebody to bring a cake out. And I was like, you don't have to do that. And she was like, oh, I totally forgot that you understand Turkish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at lunch, um, at lunch, we ate, were, we had, we had food and then we had like a little bitty cake. And then... <laughs> Um, that evening we went out and we had like our final meal for the conference and you came with us and all of a sudden there's like a cake coming out and people are singing to me, like everyone, all the influencers at this conference are like singing happy birthday to me. And, um, who was it? Oh, our friend from India, which I cannot remember his name right now. I will link to him in the show notes. Sweetest guy ever says, Oh, your husband planned all this and like five minutes later after we have like sung happy birthday to me cut the cake and people are are eating cake you look over at me and you're like i had nothing to do with this like he totally did all of this and so i got like three cakes on my birthday yeah that's a might be a record yeah and i got like tons of famous people to sing for me (laughs) famous in relative terms right 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 Anyways, I'm right. going to put a couple of links to people that I met and that way people can kind of maybe follow along on their story too, because they're pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Should we jump into the questions now? We should. Okay. Let's do the, let's do Amy's first because okay. one, it's kind of a side question. Does it necessarily have to do about our life here? 
but it does. Amy asked on another episode, you described your Starbucks mug collection. Did you get a drink while there or did you just buy the mug? And if so, what is your go-to Starbucks drink? I generally will get a mug when I go to a new country. In the past, it was like every country and every city that I went to, which is why my uh, collection is so large. But after marrying Jason, I have, you know, sacrificed to only get the country mugs. And sometimes when you buy a mug, you get like a free drink with it. So if I get a free drink, then... I'll get my free drink. And then sometimes I'll order a mug with it. I mean, I'll order a drink with the mug. Just depends on how I'm feeling that day. And what is your go-to Starbucks drink? Mm -hmm. If it's my birthday and I can get anything that I want, then I get like the biggest uh, chocolate chip frappuccino that I can get. But it's like once a year that I get it because that thing has like tons of sugar and like calories and carbs in it. But if I'm just going to chill in the winter, I get an Americano and I'll ask for like heavy whipping cream to put in there. And in the summer, I'll get iced coffee. Those are, I mean, those are your boring drinks, but usually, I mean, you'll get the pumpkin spice latte. Oh yeah. So I've been getting those here. They have a winter latte and it tastes exactly like pumpkin spice latte. And I'm pretty sure it's the same exact spice. They just, people don't want to drink a pumpkin spice latte here. So they just call it like a winter latte. Yeah. I think it is the same. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same thing, but that is, I would say that, yeah, I'd say that's your go-to Starbucks drink, not a Americano. It's it's like, I'm okay with drinking a lot of milk that day. Then (laughs) I've tried to like wean off of like full milk drinks. So yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Next question. Uh, we'll stay along the same lines. And my sister asked, what is your favorite Instapot recipe? Ooh. So um, I don't have a favorite Instapot recipe, but just so people who listen might not know what an Instapot is, it's basically an electric uh, countertop pressure cooker. And uh, you might think back, if you remember back in the days, your your grandparents had this like pressure cooker thing that they would put on the stove with a little um, metal thing on top that kept thing pressure, which they're like bombs that you put on your stove, basically. Um, this is way easier and safer than that. It looks like a electric rice cooker, except it can do lots more things. It's great. It can be like, use it. It replaced like a crock pot for us, but it can also cook rice and it can do, it can steam. Um, the Instapot can saute. It can do lots of, lots of things. Um, make yogurt. And yeah, it, you can boil eggs. Yeah. Lots and lots of things. Um, I don't know what I would say my favorite Instapot recipe is. Um, but what I would talk about is that um, there's, uh, a couple months ago, Katie, you had a uh, you came up with this list of freezer meals that that we froze, and you're supposed to cook them in a crock pot. And I don't know if if that was the problem or something else, but most of these meals just came out terribly, like kind of um, mushy, like they yeah they, they were, were all like bland kind of and mushy and just flavorless and just not good. And I think of the four four or five that we've done so far, like only one of them was something that I would want to eat again. Everything else was just like, Ugh. and we do still have one in the freezer 
problem is we're not sure what it is. Do you um, want to explain why that's the case? Love? Well, Katie thinks I should have labeled them. Um, I'm not convinced that that's a problem. I'm we pretty just, sure that's why the other ones might have tasted a little odd if we just guessed what they were. There why like, would that make... Because there are five different meals, and when you freeze them, they just all look the same. And so you kind of would look at them, and you're like, oh, I think this one's the pizza soup, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it would taste good if we knew it was pizza soup. But like, it doesn't you change have to it. add stuff to it. No, none of these did. No, I don't think so. Anyway, the pizza soup was the one that was actually pretty good. Yeah, that's I why I remember it. I don't remember the other ones. <laughs> the other one. So um, the answer is I don't know what our favorite is, but keep keep at it. Well, Instapot you did a make great um, device. You did make red beans. Um, we did red beans oh, and rice yeah. the other night, like southern style red beans and rice. And well, one, it was super spicy, and I say that coming from the south, so I don't know like no, too much Tony's in it. It was. I don't know why it was so spicy, and. That actually turned out really, really well. Yeah, that so that's this is a good example of what the Instapot's good for is because you can cook dry beans really quickly. Um, Elton Brown calls the, the pressure cooker like a time machine. And it's because if you tried to cook dried beans on the stove, you would have to soak them overnight and then you'd have to cook them or whatever. But we can just throw them all in Instapot and they're ready in less than an hour. Um, and so... It does. It works really well for that, and I'll I'll agree that that I can I can say that that's my favorite recipe, um, and I think I just googled red beans and rice pressure cooker or something like that, and that's how the how I found the recipe. So I'll try to um, link it in the show notes. But apparently, it's too spicy. It but was, I think it's great. I think it was. I didn't finish mine. It was just a little bit, little too spicy, babe. I think that's all of the non like turkey travel questions that we have uh, so the rest of them are okay. like more turkey. about our lives here cool yeah do you want to pick the next one let's see this is how long does it take to get mail from the states <laughs> do, you, do you want to answer this one or do you want i can answer it it depends is the answer we have had some packages um usually within a month uh letters will come usually two weeks is about is about how long it takes for like letters to come letters unless oh my, yeah. letters have been taking like two months no no they haven't packages have been taking two weeks letters no. have been taking like two months like one of them took two months we've had more letters that have just come like uh my sister sent us an anniversary card which took about two weeks my mom sent us an anniversary card which okay. took about two weeks i just remember getting christmas cards in like february in March. Well, I think some of those were people who sent them really late okay. because you had you had like posted about it in January. And I loved getting later. them. Like I yeah, left those cards said, up like for like late. a month and a half. Like they it's were up in late. February still. So anytime I got right. new ones, I like I put them up, and we've got like a magnet board in the kitchen, so I would put them in the kitchen for a little bit longer. So I love. Don't stop sending those people. Okay, doesn't matter how long they take. It's like the biggest surprise. It like makes us happy to get mail. Yeah. So the answer is a couple weeks to a couple months sometimes. Except if you are not here and a package, uh, they don't leave a note for you. And so they say that you're not here and they don't leave you a note and then they ship it back because 
they've kept it for five days and you didn't know that they kept it for five days. And then it gets back, sent back to the States, but it's on their dime. So they take like two months to send it back to the States and then you have to resend it. I'm really sorry that happened to you and you know who you are. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. everyone else's packages have gotten here without a problem, except for this one sweet couple. And I felt really bad about it. Usually they do leave notes, um, but for whatever reason, they didn't. They said they did, but they didn't. So, oh, fun yeah, fact. that happens. Fun fact, too. They're, like, weird about what comes in to the, like, into the country. So, like, if you have a package and it just got, like, miscellaneous stuff, if there's any technology in it, then, like, they will open it and they'll tax you for it. Um, if there's, like medicine in there, then you have to get like a doctor's note in in order to like get it out of customs, even if it's like Tums, because they don't know what Tums, like they just don't have the English name for it. And so like, you're going to have to like, that'll get, that will hold something up in customs, but then you can't get it out. <laughs> so, well, you have to get a doctor's note in order to get it out. That's just a fun fact. Yeah, that is a fun fact. Another fun fact, you just had to send some stuff from Izmir to Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And they you said that they do postage by like the volume of the box, the right. size of the box, and not actually the weight. Because the boxes we were sending were actually quite heavy, um, but they were small. They had like books and stuff in them. And it wasn't that expensive. No. It was far cheaper to send two fairly heavy boxes from Izmir to Istanbul than to send a postcard to the States. Oh, yes. At the cargo place, it was like $30 to send like a little dinky envelope to the States. But I could send two huge boxes up to Istanbul for like super cheap. So yeah. it was just kind of funny because all they did was measure it. Like they didn't ask me how heavy it was and do anything. So... Yeah. And it got there in like two days. Yeah, great. Um, next question. I'll, I'll ask this one because I don't know the answer and maybe you don't either. Um, somebody asked about like schooling and the schooling systems here in Turkey. Um, like what does a typical elementary school day look like? How many hours do they go to school? Are they state run? Are they privately run? Uh, when do they graduate? Is everyone on the same like track or do they break up into like vocational or university tracks? And I don't know the answers to any of these questions. That would be our elementary teacher, Ashley, and it's your birthday today. So happy birthday, Ashley. Oh, it's Um, also our nephew's birthday today. I know. Happy birthday. Lots of birthdays in April. Uh, So I, you know, I'm still learning about it. Um, But basically kids can go to like a preschool, like a Paid preschool, I think starting at like age two or three until they start school around like age five or six. And that one's usually paid and it's not really a school. It's more like a kind of a daycare system, but it kind of acts like a school. Like they do activities with them. Uh, And then there is a private track and then there's a public school track. And most students go to a public school because it's free. Um, private schools here are super expensive. Uh, I think I heard someone say it was upwards of 30000 like U.S. dollars to send their student to a private school here. Um, I am really not sure. I would have to look at that again. <laughs> Maybe it was 30,000 lira, but I still feel like it 
someone actually said like $30,000, but as students, can't be $30,000. Totally could be $30,000. No, no one can afford that. Yeah. There's lots of people who could not afford it, (laughs) but there are a select few who do choose to afford it. So we can double check our facts on that one. But as students kind of go through public schools, they take testing at certain grades and that will decide like what other schools you can attend as you get older. Um, so like, and it depends on like if you can get scholarships for the private schools that you go to, maybe it is like $10,000 and it's 30,000 lira, whatever. Uh, so like, uh, as students grow older, I think like the eighth grade in eighth grade, they have a lot of tests and those tests are really important because they will determine what high school you're allowed to go to. And then those high schools just tend to get better, I think higher scores in general. And so then those students at the end of their high school test into university and depending on what their test scores are, they can go to certain universities, um, throughout the whole, you know, like the whole country and universities free as well. So students don't have to pay. They could literally go through their whole schooling, go through university and even get like two degrees in university and not have to pay for it. Um, Hmm. Because we have a friend who has a daughter who is getting two degrees from university and they haven't had to pay a dime. And I was like, but she already has one degree. Like, when does it stop? And so I don't, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I know that there are some pretty major tests uh, that happen in eighth grade. And then they happen again somewhere in like 11th and 12th grade as they're deciding where to go after school. Mm -hmm. Just to have a moment of economics, like nothing is free. So they pay for it with taxes. They pay for it in uh, increased prices. And uh, so just so you know. Right. I I think the tax on everything is like 18%. So like if you use a card, you're supposed to like, they charge you like 18% tax, which is why most people here paying cash to be yeah. quite honest. Um, what was it? Typical elementary school day. Uh, it depends on the neighborhood. I know in Turkey, because it was so crowded and there were so many kids, some would actually go half days in the morning and then other students would go half day in the afternoons. And that's kind of how that works here. I'm not exactly sure what it looks like. Most students go from um, eight in the morning to about three or four in the afternoon. And then a lot of parents will have them do other courses. They'll have like special courses, special tutoring to like help their kids learn some area better. So say they want their kid to be a doctor. So they want them to test well in science or math. I don't know. Or they want them to be proficient in English to get higher scores on their tests and they like do after school tutoring, that type of thing. So there's just a lot of school. Mm. There's a lot of pressure on students to do really well and to do well on their test. Um, so it's a little, um, it's a little crazy. Uh, I'll figure out some more answers to those questions and hopefully we can answer that again in another episode. Okay. okay. All right. What's next? Um, One of the questions was, what's the biggest Turkish holiday and how is it celebrated? Yeah, I don't know what the biggest one would be. Today's a holiday, actually. Um, You just wrote a podcast or a blog post about it. And Mm -hmm. today is like Children's Day. And so they have, today is the day that children are celebrated. 
Um, but it's not the biggest holiday. I'm not sure what would be. Maybe Kurban Bayram? Would that be the biggest holiday? That maybe that's probably the biggest religious holiday anyway. Uh, Ramadan would probably, like Ramadan would be, we call it Ramadan here. Yeah, I don't know if I would, yeah, I guess that is a holiday. That would count. It's a month long, so I didn't really consider it. But um, but I would suppose, yeah, Ramadan would be I mean, just because not everyone one. practices it doesn't mean it's not like a massive holiday. Because they get well, off I, like time at the beginning of Ramadan, Ramadan and then they get time at the end of Ramadan as well. Yeah, I suppose that would be the biggest. So Ramadan is the month of fasting in the Islamic calendar. And so faithful Muslims will not eat or drink anything between sunrise and sunset for an entire month. And so it definitely changes the way the society operates. And most, uh, I don't know what percentage of people actually will fast. um, But I mean, it's still... In Izmir, it's, it won't be a big deal. People will still like go out to restaurants and restaurants will be open and whatnot. But if you go into the smaller villages, like everything is closed and it's considered really rude to eat in public and those sorts of things. But in Izmir, it's not as big of a deal just because it's so liberal and westernized and lots of people don't. But yeah, I would suppose, yeah, I suppose that would be probably the biggest holiday. But there's there's lots of other Turkish holidays as well. They really, they really like their national holidays. So, yeah, Ataturk's birthday is probably another big holiday. Um, the children's holiday is a big holiday for some reason, and then there's plenty of like Islamic holidays too, or and of course like Turkish Republic Day, like their Independence Day. Um, yeah, and people celebrate, the holidays are celebrated pretty normally um, from American standards. You know, people get together with family and go out have picnics and whatnot, except for like the Islamic holidays. Those are, those have different things. They might kill a lamb or something. Yeah. You kind of left people hanging on that one. So, um, <laughs> next question. Katie, what do you miss most about living in the States? Hmm. Um, I really miss my nieces and nephews. Um, we were really fortunate to live like all of our nieces and nephews lived in the same state as we did. And so we got to hang out with them quite a bit, or we were just able to drive and attend different like birthday parties and things like that. And, um, or like if we wanted them to come over, then we could have them stay over the night and, um, give their parents a break and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. that's what I miss the most. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's having our family and our friends is is really the thing that we miss the most. All of the kind of like little things like foods or um, I, I, don't, I don't even know what else, like stores, those, those things I don't really miss all that much because we can get almost all of them here now. I think it's definitely like, I mean, it's the standard boring answer of our family and our friends, but it is probably, it is probably the truest, truest answer. So. Well, and that would be like from the first time that I came over here to this time coming, like, well, one, we came like married this time. So that was a big difference, but like, I don't think I realized how hard it would be to like leave 
nieces and nephews behind. And we haven't even met our newest niece. And so that like is really like, we don't talk about it all the time, but that was really hard. So, um, yeah. And then like sometimes, especially the first couple of months, because they would say like, why don't you come and play with us this weekend? And we're like, oh, we can't like it would like, let's talk about how many plane rides we would have to take to get there. And so it's hard for them to grasp. Like I can't come home because we live too far away, but I can talk to you a lot on video. Like we can, I'm really thankful for like FaceTime and Skype and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like yesterday when all of your side of the family got together for like three birthdays um, in the last, you know, everyone had a birthday in April, it seems like. Um, then we were able to kind of FaceTime in, watch them open gifts and sing happy birthday and then like watch them get blue lips and mouths from their, you know, blue icing cupcakes, that type of thing. So that was really fun. But mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same. Like we weren't there and I couldn't have like, you know, that interaction. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the same, but it's it's a good it's better than nothing. Yeah, it is. So um but we are hoping that we'll get some time with them maybe this summer. So um next question. Yeah, why don't we choose just a couple more? Uh, I've got, got one more thing that I miss about the states. It is really hard to find shoes here. So like I miss like shoe stores that have something bigger than like a size eight and a half. That is like my other thing. It's like I I have to think way ahead of time if I want to get shoes anywhere. And if I think I'm going to need shoes like six months down the road and I'm not going back to America or to a foreign European country for any time soon, I've got to go ahead and just get the shoes because it is really hard to find shoes for people who have big feet here. Yeah, women's shoes. Yeah. Women's shoes. It's so hard. So I've got a pair of running shoes that literally have holes in them. And I'm like, please just make it till August. I need you to make mm-hmm. that until August because I can't buy shoes until I get to, you know, I can't until I get back to the States or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so why don't we both pick one more question from our list? Great. And then maybe we can do these questions at the end of our episodes um, as we cover other topics in the future. Like we can maybe, because we still have quite a few questions, but we could maybe just answer one question at the end of each episode. Um, Okay. Which one do I want to answer? You can go first. I need to. I think Lissa, our friend Lissa asked a great question. Um, She said, how was living in Turkey knowing that you have uh, like a time frame different from living there for a shorter period of time? So we've talked about how we've planned on living here at least for three years. And so um, she just like, what what does knowing we'll be here for a long time? How does that make it different than if we were only going to be here a year or something? And I think there's a couple things um, that I've noticed. I've spent various amount of time in, in other countries and I find that the longer you plan to be somewhere, the longer it is before you feel like leaving. Um, and so 
just a couple i last time i lived in turkey I, i lived here for six months and i noticed about it was about halfway through about month three or month four that it felt like okay like i'm ready this is it's getting tired and I'd, I'd like to go home and then whatnot. Um, and then, but I also spent a month once in Vietnam and again, it was about halfway through about like two weeks through that. It was feeling like, okay, we get all, it's time to, all right, let's wrap this up type of thing. And so I think just kind of your expectation about how long you're going to be in a place really does change your perception about like how long it takes before you like get really homesick and whatnot. And so for us, we, when we say three years, three years is kind of a minimum time frame for us. And so we, we wanted to commit ourselves to three years before, um, before we even consider the possibility of, of leaving. And so I think this really does affect the way we think about our lives here because we can make um, more permanent decisions about things. We can say, yeah, let's buy this table. And it's, you know, it's a nice table that, that we'll really like. And it's, you know, it's not like a cheap table either. Um, but we know we'll have a few years to really enjoy it instead. But if we were only going to be here a year, we would have said, you know, we can, you know, we can find just a cheap $50 Ikea table and that will make do, you know, so we can make decisions, not just purchasing decisions, but like investment decisions about like, yes, it is worth it to spend a lot of time learning Turkish, or it is worth it to, to spend time just hanging out with, with friends and, and whatnot, because we know we have, the long stretch to, to enjoy it. And so I definitely think it does change our mindset about, you know, what life looks like to know that we're going to be here so we can put down some roots that that'll last longer, that we don't have to worry about like ripping up in six months or something. Yeah. And I would say like, that's very true. And a good example is I have, a blogger friend who like their goal was to come over for, I think like they even said like one to two years. So like, there's no like definite timeline for them, but um, like their goal was to come and to travel quite a bit. And so like, it's different in the sense of like, they, I think they're using like a Coke, like a empty Coke bottle, uh, and they like cut it in half and they're using that to hold their toothbrushes and stuff like that. Like just so they, they, they're just being frugal so they don't have to invest in the money and, um, because they can't take it back with them. And so like, there's some of that, like the longevity of like their planning and, um, that type of thing for their home isn't like, it's not really how they're, they're viewing things. But for me, like, we, we plan to be here. We want to be here. And so we're going to put some of that money into us living here because three years is a long time and it's enough. Like people move places in the States and they buy houses for living someplace for three years. And so while we're not buying a house, we can invest in like creating a home that we feel comfortable in. Um, and it, it does help us realize like, okay, we're here and we're not, we're not going someplace for, you know, for a few more years. So yep. um, I think it helps other people too. That would be the next thing is that when people, people who have been here longer than three years or a longer time, there's just a lot of 
transition or inflow and outflow of expats. And so sometimes it can be hard for like locals here to want to put the time um, into the relationship if they know you're going to leave in a year. And so for us, like we just tell them, we tell them three years, but we say we plan to be here longer. Like we hope to be here longer. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but they see us putting in roots and like they realize, okay, like if everything works out okay. And like, if you know, God wills it, then we plan to be here. And so it helps them to see some longevity and like our friendship with one another. Uh, and I've seen like people have been really thankful for that as well. So yeah, that's good. And it might, maybe it will look different when we've been here like a year and a half or two years versus right now we've only been here eight months. So we're still on the really early side of three years. And we're like, I think the closer we get to the end of three years, I think we'll have a lot more people saying like, so are you leaving? Are you staying? But at least for us, I don't think we would even bring the question to mind until maybe like four, you know, six four to six months before the three-year mark, or even maybe after the three-year mark is when we would say, okay, let's talk about what the next year looks like. I think we would do it before. Before I mean, technically in my mind, it's like two and a half years, you know? So we'd probably like start talking about it two and a half. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think it's helpful for us to know, like, unless like we're not allowed to be here any longer, unless something happens in the government and they say all foreigners have to leave. And that's like the worst case scenario. Um, like we're just here. So yeah, that's not the worst case scenario. And yeah, there's there's also like extensive danger, you know, to our, to our lives or whatever, right. like civil war, you know, there's, there's much worse cases than, than the government just saying everyone has right. to leave. But, but, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's why, um, that's why three years is, is good. And it gives us time to be, I think it's enough time to be fruitful someplace. So, cause right around the second, the second year, uh, like year and a half in or two years in is right when you kind of catch your stride and you kind of know what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, I think that last year really shows you whether or not it's something you want to do again. Okay. What's the last question? Let's see. Uh, Let's do a fun one at the end. And one of the fun questions was, are your TV shows in Turkish? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) But that's because the TV shows that we're watching are usually um, on Netflix. And while they can be dubbed in Turkish or have Turkish subtitles, they're all like English shows. And so Jason and I tend to only turn on the television if there's a show that we are watching that we want to watch. And it's not like something that's on in the background. And so we intentionally turn the TV on or off. Uh, it doesn't like constantly play. And so if we did have it constantly play, we do have cable and cable would be in Turkish. Like, commercials would be in Turkish. TV shows would be in Turkish. Um, there are probably English speaking channels, but no, there's not. There's not. You checked. Yeah. We don't have any English channels. So we have like, we've got like basic, basic. I mean, 
We have quite a few channels, I think, but they're all Turkish. Yeah. Okay. Um, so well, obviously those are all in Turkish. So if we turned on our TV to watch cable, then those would all be in Turkish. And we've actually, like, at least I've considered watching a little bit more Turkish TV because it's good for listening and kind of like social cultural learning. Um, and it like learn just slang. So I need to probably do that. But most TV that we watch ourselves is in English. Yeah, we typically watch TV in the evening when we're wanting to like decompress and just relax. And so we do that in English because we don't have to think about it. And so until maybe once our Turkish gets to the level where you know, we can enjoy things in, in just listening without a lot of like, okay, Processing. what's going on? What did they say? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, where it's not work, um, then maybe we can switch to, to Turkish TV shows, but right um, now it's still a lot of yeah. work. It's yeah, a lot of moment, active listening. It's not, it's not passive watching. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a fun one. Um, yeah, we've got quite a few more questions, but like we mentioned earlier, we can just answer a question over the next couple of podcasts. Um, so if you have any more questions, keep sending them our way. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. You can do that by leaving a comment on Instagram at Funk Travels. We now are working on our Twitter account. So that's at Funk Travels as well. So you can tweet to us there. Uh, we have our website, which is funktravels.com, which you can listen to the podcast from and see all of the show notes from this episode. And you can leave us a comment there as well. And uh, of course, you can email us, which is hello at funktravels.com. Thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.